Welcome to a special Group 1 Ladbrokes Hobart 1000 Heat edition of Taz Racing Kennel Talk. I'm Matt Reid on behalf of tazracing.com.au. Let me welcome in my old sparring partner, a man who really gets up and about at this time of year, and that's Brennan Ryan. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Matt. It's certainly a busy time of the year, but it's never a dull moment and one of the most important parts of Greyhound Racing to celebrate uh, when it comes to the Hobart Thousand. There's certainly no uh, better feature event to talk about and to have the opportunity to even mention the Hobart Thousand. It's a, it's a great thrill and, yeah, really looking forward to Thursday night with the 17th. Yeah, well, I just came from and had the privilege of hosting the the media call for the the Hobart Thousand Heats and geez there's plenty to talk about isn't there the prize money increase this year the the triple treat connections bonus the the quality of dogs that we got contesting the series um we haven't done a podcast since the Ladbrokes chase but we might just start with the magnificent win of Rojo Diamond who is the dog that's left in contention for potentially that 100 grand bonus and well, at least according to the all-in market with Ladbrokes, he's a big player in this series. He certainly is, and and it was a, a great performance by Rojo Diamond to win that race a couple of weeks back. And, you know, you look at how well, from the training perspective of, uh, you know, Roman Grubb, what he's done with that dog, He's you look through the sequence of his form, he's set him to go heat final, giving, you know, give a let up and then go heat and final, you know, he's well programmed that dog knowing the ins and outs and on how he performs and his peak levels. And I think hopefully he'll, he's going to follow that same sequence heading into the series. And, um, you know, off the back of his win there, he was just dominant. I mean, I haven't seen that dog fly the lids like he did there to win the race. And when he cut it across in front of Nala Fence to win, I mean, that was, that was the the winning move, put it that way, and yeah, to get the job done and to for the connections to break their hoodoo in the race, it was a great thrill. And yeah, they it's they're going in with a great chance, probably uh, you know close to being their best chance heading into the Hobart Thousand. Well, it has been a race that's traditionally left Tassie in in the last decade. Um, Debbie Cannon's the only local trainer to have won it, but uh, hopefully that might change this year. But it's always a good dogs race. We're going to go through the heats one by one. There's seven of them in Hobart on Thursday night. You'll be trackside live hosting the coverage on Taz Racing TV, doing a great job for us, Brennan, uh, getting interviews and other bits and pieces where you can. We won't go through sort of them runner by runner, but I will touch on the key chances from the heats, as at least as far as the market goes. The first heat is race two on the program. According to the betting market with Ladbrokes, and I did hear a little bit of a whisper that this market might change with Photo Man potentially a scratching. It's the $2.35 favourite ahead of Dancer of Flame and Isarava, a couple of flying local hopes. But I guess we'll we'll act as if Photo Man is in at this stage. Brennan, how did you see the first of the 1,000 heats? Look, I... In regards to the the quality mixed in with the interstate representative uh, of Photo Man, I think it's a very good heat. Um, with look looking at Photo Man's performances in the last twelve months, I mean he's won a Top Gun, a Flying Amy, and been in several other big group races. He's certainly got the quality, and he has won on on the U turn tracks in Victoria. It's just um, a little bit harsh without seeing a trial there, but I'm going to give him a good chance and. 
um, as you know, hoping that he'll be in that field. We'll we'll see, but um, uh, yeah, look, I think he's the top of look look on a top two perspective I'd probably put him on top and and from a local point of view I'd put him there with um Isa rather than number eight it's a young greyhound for Debbie Cannon but uh it's one there in 2588 and I think he's got a good chance off the wide draw my only concern with Dancer Flame he's coming back from a back muscle injury look from personal experiences this is going to be a tough test to get that dog ready in time they've got him here so far he won a um, he went around in the performance trial there last Thursday night. And in watching the trial, look, he went around with no ill effects from what I can see. And um, no doubt I'll be speaking to the connections on Thursday night to find out just a little bit more on how the dog's going. But from what I could see in his trial, yeah, it's just that, look, it's just a matter of you'd like to hope that he'd have a few more runs under his belt heading into a but. We won't know until he's under the under race conditions. So yeah, for me, I'll go uh, between Photo Man and Isarava in the first heat. Maybe a fair old effort to get Dancer of Flame through to a Group One final. Uh, first up off a break, uh, his last run was way back in April. Uh, the second of the heats, Brennan Race Three on the card there. Uh, Tyvon Sammy for Jason Thompson without spoiling too much uh, you had a chat to him and a great write-up will be up on the taz racing website soon enough about the chances of typhoon sammy ahead of boo boo billy and mobile legend uh, 230 typhoon sammy boo boo billy 320 mobile legend 340 a heat that uh, will seemingly head the way of the interstate trained runners it certainly has and i'm going to keep typhoon sammy on top the one thing and which you'll read and in Jason Thompson's comments when that preview goes up on the website that, you know, there is the concern that the dog hasn't seen the track, but knowing on, you know, he's been around for over 66 something starts and he's just a professional greyhound that has handled himself on most tracks without a look. So uh, connections are quietly confident that he should run as best as he can. And box five being vacant is going to be a massive help. And I think, you know, his, his class is just, going to bring him home no matter what the way the, the race pans out within the first five, 10 metres. So I'll put him on top. Um, from a local perspective, I'm going to put him Manila Prince in there as the second pick. Three runs back in around 25.99 there at Hobart. And I just like the dog. He's a young greyhound, but he just keeps continuing to show good form and Mick's got him in the right frame of mind at the right time. And you've got to give consideration as well to the other interstate Don Mobile legend. Um, he comes off two good wins. He did trial... Under the best in the interstate contingency last week. He went 25-90, but, um, yeah, for me, I just think Typhoon Sammy's got um, has too much class on this field. So, yeah, for that, I'll go between um, the three Manila Prince and the four Typhoon Sammy in the second heat. From a form perspective, always the challenge, Brennan, trying to line up uh, interstate, local form, trialled on the track versus not trialled on the track. How much weight do you put into a dog having a cider at the Ladbrokes Park venue in Hobart versus those that, that come in fresh? I guess that's the conundrum here and Jason Thompson quite open in saying he, he almost uses the heat as the look for the final. Yeah, I think he tries to balance out the experiences of the dog that he's had on the, on the track under, you know, as, as many starts as what Typhoon Sammy's had. And he's used a couple of case in points where he's turned it up to other tracks around the state and he's able to get away with it. Um, 
the one thing is Hobart is such a big track that, you know, you can bring the likes of Kyfer and Sammy, Para Bunny, Mobile Legend with all that good form and that can be thrown out the door because Hobart just has something about it where it's, you know, it's got long straights and the home straight and Hobart's the fairing test. But Kyfer and Sammy at the moment, he's just got a lot going for him on his you know, on, on his form and what he's done because he's such a U-turn track specialist where these other dogs have mixed it around the circle and the, and the U-turn tracks. I just, yeah, he's got a lot going in his favour. And, and the locals have got a bit more of advantage because they've seen this track from their juvenile right through to their, to this upcoming start. So um, you've, you've just got to respect the fact that, A, they've got class in the state dogs, but when they don't have the trial, you've got to be worried about it because... B, you've got a silent lure, and um, if they can't hear it coming, they're liable to miss the start. And the fact is that the boxes are so far up the track, they've got to come down across to go down to the rail. So if they don't see that start first up, it's going to be crucial. So, yeah, there's a lot to play into the fact that, but just on class and ability, Typhoon Sammy just seems to be the um, ultimate greyhound heading in for, you know, into this sort of contest. Yeah, and the market agrees with you. We'll get there in a little bit more detail, but is the equal favourite for with the all-in market with Ladbrokes. Uh, third of the heats, Brandon, we've got a pair of, well, Vice Grip is the early $2.50 favourite. Um, we heard from Adam Smithson on the Ladbrokes Chase Heat podcast a couple of weeks ago, alluded to Vice Grip coming for this series. Nalem Fences at $2.60 from the four ahead of uh, Run Red Run and Manila Flash uh, both at $6.50, drawn six and seven respectively. Uh, you with the market fancies again here? Yes. Um, with Vice Grip, he, people wouldn't actually realise this dog was trained here at one stage by uh, some trainers here at, at one time. But, um, you know, he's going well. Um, he comes out of good Melbourne Cup form. Um and for me, the wide draw is a bit of advantage if you haven't seen the track. And this is the case with Vice Grip. I know he has been here, but it's been a while since he's raced here. So, you know, the wide draw, just give him a bit more of an aided run. Um, Nalan Fencer, for me, he hasn't had a run since the heat, since the final, the lab break chase. The, look, from speaking to connections, the, the bubble just bursted, like, uh, the dogs come away with no major concerns. It's just, you know, the run come to an end, but hopefully he can turn that back around. And Run Red Run was really good taking out the prelude the other week. So there's a couple of good chances on the board. But, yeah, for me, I'd probably – look, the way Nalan Fencer went, it's just a matter of, you know, where he's at right now. But I'll go with Vice Grip. Uh, and I'm tied between Nalan Fencer and Run Red Run. In, uh, in the local parts, but I'm more pointing towards Run Red Run at the moment, just on his last win heading into it. Yeah, it's a definite challenge trying to weigh up that performance of Nalem Fencer. He was, has been so good for so long. Do you forgive uh, a good dog one bad run? But that's the challenge for punters in the third of the heats. Uh, heat four, Brennan, first leg of the quaddy. Fernando Mick, uh, last month's Melbourne Cup runner-ups, the $1.90 favourite from the three. In this one, do it. Uh, last year's runner-up in the Hobart Thousand at, at three twenty, and then a, a pretty deep uh, heat. Also has who told Shorty four sixty from the four, and Aston KC the two at, at five fifty. Um, Fernando Mick, his class is going to take him a long way here, though I would have thought. 
It certainly will. And um, who told Shorty did trial at Hobart last Thursday? He went 519, 11, 28, 26, 13. So it's a good start in the right direction for that dog for Brendan Purcell. He's in the care of his son, Blake, and we all know what that combination can do when uh, what we've seen earlier this year with McInerney winning the million-dollar chase. But uh, on the topic of the Hobart 1,000, I'm really pointing towards do it in the way that he's been in the last two runs. Mick's just taking his time with this dog. We've seen what he's done, winning the consolation of the, of the chase, winning the Angus Evans Memorial, and he came out last start on the Tuesday grade and ran 25 uh, I think it was 2589 or something like that. He's just right in the zone at present. Um, I really got to give respect to Fernando Mick. He has had three starts here. He finished second in that, uh, yeah, he finished second in those three runs. That was during the last summer carnival campaign. So he's coming back in here at the right time. Um, yeah, he's coming in here without a run, but, you know, he has got the experience on the track. But the inside draw and the way he it's going at the moment, He's going to be hard to toss. So I'm going to have do it. And I'm really going to point towards in our local, in our local contingency, I'm probably going to give, um, I'd like to give Aston KC a run, but just a little bit inconsistent in the last in the last run there. So really I'm going to go towards Aston KC and Fernando Mick uh, as, uh, sorry, uh, do it and Fernando Mick in the, in the third, in this heat coming up. All right. First little minor upset you're tipping there. Do it to potentially uh, get the better off Fernando Mick in Heat 4. Heat 5, race 6 on the program, Brennan. Market has this a race in 2. Power of Buddy drawn the pink, $1.60 ahead of uh, Panadero Warrior from the 4 at $3. Double figures the rest. I was talking to a few people, um, you know, in regards to their opinions on interstate dogs and look, power of buddy when you knew him in the early part of his career he was a dog known that um that was a genuine lead pinger and could run the sectionals right off the clock and was running like near record times i think he ended up breaking the track record at wagga of all places in, in his comeback to racing and um I'm just concerned that his box manners are, are not right where he should be heading into this sort of series but look Looking ahead, that I I've got to give it a lot of push towards um, Red Titan off that run last week. He finished third to the Canamate Run Red Run, and that's just a really good form point at the moment coming out of it. Um, you've got Questmore, who we know is a backmarker, finished a brilliant second in the heat uh, in the final of the Lambrokes Chase there last month. So um, we all know that dog's not blessed with the early speed, but it's going to be the one to watch in the in the run to the line where it sits in that in that last uh, point turning for home. But uh, for me, I'm probably going to go towards um, the interstate runner there, Pandanero Warrior. He trialled there last week in 25.93. This will be his first run um, coming in for this series. And look, <laughs> you've just got to wipe away the last two starts. We know there is a bit more better to this dog and I, I like his run four runs back there when he was a winner uh, off this trial there I do give him a good chance and he's got the capability to knock this off so I'm going to go with Pinanero Warrior Run Red Run and Power of Buddies so I'll go four three eighters amongst the top fancies there uh, in, in the fifth heat Ladbrokes new bet ticket now available watch the exclusive live feed on your Ladbrokes app and see where the big bets land the down low on the download Lad Procat.
Sports. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Heat six. Uh, two to go. Row seven on the program is this one. Uh, big Opal Rocks for Mickey Stringer. $1.75 favourite from the four. Uh, Mick Stringer was at the media launch earlier today and, and was quite bullish about the chances of Big Opal Rocks, though he wasn't a huge fan of the draw. A rip away, the local draw on the one, 380 Call me Buster for Blake Purcell from the green is $6. Uh, this You've potted a couple of favourites in consecutive races. Brennan, is this one you're happy to be with? Look, um, the dog's gone off the boil in his last couple of runs. He is a powerhouse. He's run 29.02 at Sandown and not blessed with great early speed, but you'd have to say the dog in the last couple of runs has gone through a, a bit of a you know mental game where he's he, he doesn't take a few good knocks and he puts out of it. But since he's come to Mick Stringer, this could all change. And But I just think this is going to come a bit too soon in a series like this. But his class is is there. If if he's there on the night, there's two sides to Big Opal Rocks. And if the right one's there, he, he'll do some damage to this building. He's a very classy animal. Um, but on the outside of it, I'm probably going to stick towards uh, rip away from the inside draw look. He won't begin, but he, I'm, I'm confident that he can hold his line pretty well in the first couple of stages. Uh, look, this race could be given away from the outside draw with Unique Maurice. But it's outside. It's won there and it's won two races and with a PB of 25.87. Um, I just think there's a bit of a factor there that the wide draws are going to cause a bit of, uh, a, not much of an upset, but uh, there's going to be a few occasions where the, they're going to be able to avoid the speed trap in the first stage of the race. So for me, I am going to go with Rip Away and Unique Maurice, but I will keep in strong consideration of Big Opal Rocks because, like I said, there's two sides of him. It's just a matter of um, how well Mick's been able to um, get it in, you know, the ins and outs of this dog and lead up in just a short space of time. Sounds like it might be a, a cracking heat. The six mixed stringer looking for a second uh, Hobart Thousand Triumph following Little Spaniard in 2008. Last of the heats, we've got to wait until one of the big draw cards of this series, Brennan. We spoke about him off the top, Rojo Diamond. Of course, the Ladbrokes chase winner at Group 3 level is $1.60 drawn the green with a vacant box to his outside due to the scratching of on the bit. Uh, we go to Raiders Guide from the yellow at $4 and Miss Avatar from the two is at $6. I'd imagine this is one favourite that you'd be pretty keen to stick with. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, he, you don't find a greyhound that's got such a solid preparation as what he has heading into this series. And, you know, respect has got to be going to be given to the connections how well they've got this dog timed to the minute in lead up for it. And I'm going to have to have him on top. I've got Miss Avatar in there as my second pick. I, I, I do think she's in in great sense of the way she's going. She was real good in there in her second last time out. Um, look, I think this is going to be the a test that could, you know, make or break Raiders guide in his run there in the consolation. Look, there was a lot of question marks on, you know, his traits on how he's handled fields. A lot of people would have thought he was going to go into the breeders because he's eligible for that, but connections have sort of stayed this way and kept him in this series. So I just think, you know, he's just very vulnerable on his age and inexperience. So I'm going to go with uh, Rojo Diamond and Miss Avatar as my top two picks. I'm going to leave Zipping Starsky out of it. I didn't think he'd trial good enough. And for me, he's only warranted that he's more class as a bit of a grade five dog. Look, 
you've got to give the connections a try to send him over and give him a crack. But, yeah, I think this is a, a bit more tougher opposition heading into this sort of class. But, um, yeah, for me, Rojo Diamond and Mescavatar. You mentioned Raiders Guide. Pretty crazy to think uh, the, the dog's $4 here. Still only got one career win to, <laughs> to its credit. I mean, it's definitely been thrown in the deep end, hasn't it? It has, and, you know, you could sit back and go through the history of the past series of the Hobart Thousand. There's been a lot of good dogs that have had his hype and class heading into it, and some of them have gone into the final and, you know, have come away from that race and gone on to bigger, better things, and this could be the case for this dog. But, yeah, I just think uh, on the on his race patterns and, and how he goes through the field, it's going to... Yeah, it's going to cause a bit of concern, but you've got to give the connections, you know, a praise for for continuing and to put him into this series. So um, we'll just have to watch him with a big question mark on how he's going to go. But yeah, he is a, a very good animal, and time's still well ahead of him. Well, let's touch on the the all in market with Ladbrokes for this one, Brennan. I'll go through the market fancies, and then I'm going to ask you to put your proverbial on the line for a tip. Rojo Diamond and Typhoon Sammy are equal favourites at $6. Power of Buddy at 7 Photo Man, who I mentioned in the heat, might be doubtful here, $8. Uh, Fernando Mick and Vice Grip, 9 Big Opal Rocks, 10 Dancer of Flame and Do It, 12 along with Nail and Fencer, and we're out to Boo Boo Billy at 16 Anything there tickle your fancy? Um, I mean all looking like reasonable value at the moment. I guess it'll turn on its head once we get the box draw and, and whoever makes the final. It will. And, uh, you know, for an all-in contingency to see that Nalan Fence is out to such big odds like that, I'd uh, I'd take a bit of value. Look, I, I'm not going to put them in an order, but I'll probably give, like, my top five, you know, thinking that these runners will get through. And, look, I'll go Nalan Fencer. Just on what he's done in his last couple of runs, but you just want to forget about his run in the in the chase final. I'll go Rojo Diamond as well. I mean, you, you find a grand in the state at the moment. That's won his last four, and, and it's just running times on the clock when it's come at the right time heading into this series. I'm going to give Dewitt a good chance. I really like that his last two runs have been pretty impressive, and his field sense is out of this world. Big Opal Rocks you want to put in there because, as I said, there's two sides to him. He is a power animal that can really come through when um, I will look at putting um, Typhoon Sammy in now just on you know he's the more veteran runner you know you take that out of consideration but he's just a superb animal that's you know taken on before him in the last 18 months so there's other dogs that you could really put a, a case in in respect to, but yeah, that's sort of my top five heading into, you know, what I think is my uh, my fantasy selections, the best way you could call it, um, heading into what we'd hope would be a, a very good final, the Hobart Thousand, which we will know after after Thursday. So you're yeah, really looking forward to what's going to happen in the next, you know, um, 48 hours. It does look a very open series. And if you're looking for a bit of value, head to Ladbrokes and, and check out that all-in market. Must give a shout-out to Justin Crawford, who's come on board as far as providing betting plans to Taz Racing. Brennan, uh, t- big shoes to fill, taking over from Mike Clark. But Justin stepped in, and, and I can tell from reading his content that he's got a great handle on what's happening in the industry down here. And I guess even better for the punters 
has been throwing out a few winners. Uh, I mentioned you'll be on track for the heats on Thursday night live hosting the coverage, but that then transitions into, I guess, one of the the better nights of racing off the track on Saturday night in Hobart. Yes, we've got the uh, the box draw and also the Hall of Fame dinner, and um, there's going to look. I can't give too much away on uh, about the Hall of Fame. All I can say is there's going to be four entries this year. Um, and really looking forward to um, going through the announcements of that on Saturday night. I'll be working with you in the next couple of days to put together a bit of a uh, post that'll go up uh, on the, the day after with those uh, entries that'll enter in for 2022. But, uh, you know, off the back of last year, we had Chan Tung Tiger, Meadow Vale, um, Noel Butters and Paul Bullock ended in, up into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, they were four great entries and, you know, the four that are going in this year, you know, they're all very worthy of their um, selection by their industry peers. And, you know, just, um, yeah, it's going to be a very good night to see the, um, you yeah, know, the four nominations head into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, look forward to seeing uh, what comes out of the Hall of Fame announcements. You mentioned a good night there. Am I right in remembering that uh, there might have been a dance floor incident at this, ben, at this uh, last year, perhaps even a bit of a, a broken limb? On the corresponding oh, night, let's hope things yeah. are a little bit smoother this year. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, that that wasn't me, thankfully. Um, I think that happened to Loretta McShane, but we won't hold that against her. Um, you know, everyone's uh, capable of uh, letting their hair down, so to speak. But, um, no, look, it's a very good night. The whole industry comes together and really enjoys the Hobart Thousand. Not only that, we have the uh, Denise Fish Memorial Award that recognises the contributions of certain individuals in the industry. We also have... Uh, the Billy Grimes Memorial Training Achievement Award. And that was, um, you know, that's been awarded to some very good trainers over the years. Uh, my dad's been fortunate to win it. I know uh, Ben England has been the recipient of it twice. And uh, last year, the Denise Fish Memorial Award went to Claire Robbins, who's done a terrific job in her promotions and representation of the industry. And, yeah, and, uh, you know, with those recipients, it all... Um, you know, it'll make for a good night. And we'll also have the um, Next Generation Committee um, Encouragement Award. Uh, that'll be the first to be um, decided this year. And, and you know, we went had some very good nominations, but, you know, the recipient of the award is a very worthy winner, we think. And, um, yeah, really looking forward to make that announcement. So, you know, it should be a very good night. And, um, yeah, no, the, just the whole week, the build-up from after the heats, the, the dinner on the Saturday and then the countdown into the final, uh, everyone just gets really excited. And, you know, there's that common um, camaraderie of trying to work out who's going to win the final and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, it just really makes the anticipation worthwhile heading into the final on December 15th. Yeah, can't wait for it. Plenty happening. Uh, thanks as always, Brennan, for your input on another episode of Kennel Talk. Look forward to catching you on Taz Racing and we'll do this all again next week once we know who's in and who's out for the 2022 Labrakes Hobart 1000 final. No, I look forward to it, Matt. Thank you. And, um, yeah, we'll no doubt be uh, yeah, picking up the, the recording next week and we'll dissect it all. And hopefully we can find a couple of winners and give uh, some good selections across the program on the big night next next Thursday night.